and welcome everybody once again to the 13th episode of the Stick and Puck podcast. I am joined, as always, by my co-host Jack. Jack, say what's up to the people. What's up to the people? All right, and I guess just like before we start and dive into hockey, I just want to, you know, I want to get my uh, few cents in on um, the Virginia Tech women's basketball team beating your uh, lady volunteers in a game where uh, the scoreboard makes it look closer than the game actually was. The game was not as close at all. Um, Virginia Tech just couldn't break the press uh, for a little bit. But, you know, we won, and we're on to the Elite Eight tonight, 9 o'clock. Who are you playing? Ohio State, who presses a lot, so I really hope. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, I really hope that Kenny Brooks and Georgia Amore, they both said in press conferences that they were going to practice the press. So I think just as long as we practice the press and we can break the press, we shouldn't have a problem beating Ohio State. I just think it's it's nice because Tech's never really had something as big as well. We had super regionals in baseball and softball last year, but this feels a lot different um it definitely feels better since the men's team hasn't been or wasn't that good this season so it's definitely something to uh root for and i think if you guys don't have a team or if you haven't watched it at all i think you should choose tech because we're basically the only underdog left in the tournament yeah even though we're at one seed. yeah at this point i'm just on team anyone but south carolina so yeah yeah I don't want I don't want Louisville to win either. I don't want Louisville or South Carolina to win. Louisville lost last night. Oh yeah, that's right. They lost to um LS. They lost to Iowa. Iowa. They lost to Iowa. Iowa. Caitlin Clark dropped forty one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I forgot. I forgot about that. Well, anyways, nine o'clock tonight. Ohio State, Virginia Tech. If if we lose, I'm gonna be upset because I was re- I'm really looking forward to going to uh downtown for the Final Four. Uh, and the championship game. So I guess with that little bit of gloating out of the way, we'll jump right into hockey. You know, that's why most of you tuned in. So Hurricanes and Devils both clinch a playoff spot. Jack, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, we'll talk, we're going to talk about these teams a little more in depth, but I just think the separation between sort of the top six teams in the Eastern Conference and the rest of the conference is very pronounced this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, Tampa's kind of gone on a skid, but before that, it was 10, 12 points that that bottom team, which most of the season has been the New York Rangers, but now it's Tampa. Mm-hmm. And right now, the New York Islanders in seventh. I, and I know I'm a Boston fan, but whoever plays Boston and whoever plays either Carolina or New Jersey from the wild cards, I really have trouble seeing either of those two teams getting out of the first round. Yeah, so I think the Hurricanes uh, clinching the playoffs is is a big deal. And I'm not, I'm not that surprised uh, that the Hurricanes, you know, clinched as early as they did because they've been on an absolute tear this season. And I think out of the Devils and out of the Hurricanes, I think the Hurricanes have the most chance – to make noise, I really don't think the Devils are better than a second-round exit. Uh, even if the Devils do get lucky with who they play, I mean, 
they really haven't been all that good, you know, um, outside of that really long stretch. You know, they lost five out of their last six, and they only clinched it this early because the rest of the Met is really bad this season. Yeah, I do think a Carolina-New Jersey series would be competitive. I think Carolina would win it, but I do think it would be more competitive than you're letting on, but... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the the Hurricanes have just had like everyone's number this season. I feel like it might it might be like five or six games. I don't know. The Devils the Devils aren't consistent enough, and they're I'm not confident in their goaltending. So it's just those are the issues for me, and that's something that you definitely need in the playoffs is is a goaltender. But you could definitely get a hot goaltender or cold goaltender. So I mean, it just depends. Yeah. Well. Um. So, judging by the Hurricanes and the Devils, I pulled a list from I, I. It was from a sports book. I don't even remember which one it was of the top eight current favorites for the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Um, I know you've looked at this list. Is before we start, is there anyone outside of this eight that you think has a shot? Um, no, there's not. I mean, you, again, you got it from the sports book, so they're going to have all the best the best odds. There's not really another team that's entering the playoffs that I think has a better chance or equal chance to the eight teams um, mentioned here. All right. So let's start from the bottom, the Edmonton Oilers. I think right, Edmonton's a bottom. Yeah. I think, I think Edmonton's a really interesting team just because they have, they're so skewed towards their offense, especially with McDavid and Dreisaitl. And Edmonton did show some progress last year, winning the first two rounds of the playoffs, but then got swept by Colorado. I'm not really sure what to expect from the Oilers in the playoffs this year. Uh, I mean, I don't know. The Oilers have been able to beat up on on bad teams this season. Um, they're right now. I, I'm not very high on them at all. Uh, they can only really go as far as McDavid and Drysital can carry them because their goaltending is an absolute liability. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I don't see how they, I, they don't really stack up well against all the other teams in the West that are going to make the playoffs. I, I don't see how they, how they beat a team like Vegas. Um, they might luck out and face the stars, but the stars are also really good. I don't really know how they stack up against a team like that. So it's just, again, it's just, all about the production of David and Drysaddle, who continue to produce in the regular season. I mean, obviously, or else they wouldn't be here. But it's just, it's hard to be a one-dimensional team like I think they are. Yeah. Right now, they're supposed to play the, they would be playing the LA Kings in the first round. Right. I think they could, I think they could beat the Kings. But the Kings are, the Kings are kind of sneaky in a way where they, where they have been, known to pull out a few good games here and there. Um, But it's just, I just don't trust the Edmonton Oilers to be, you know, cup contenders because McDavid or Drysdale gets hurt. They're fucked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Next, we have the Vegas Golden Knights, whose idea of solving a goaltending problem was to trade for Jonathan Quick. Um, I think that tells you most everything you need to know yeah um i think 
if there's ever a year that the Golden Knights need to make some noise in the playoffs and not like pitter patter around like they've done the last couple of seasons, um, I think it's their year to make the cup in the West. It's it's definitely theirs for the taking. I mean, you can't go out and do all this fucking deadline buying, or you can't go out and try to solve a goaltending problem. You can't you can't do all the spending you did in the offseason, getting Kessel and all these other players and just absolutely fuck your cap and then not do anything with it. So I think if there was ever a year, this is this is the year. Here's my concern for Vegas. Their leading point scorer right now is Jack Eichel. Mm-hmm. Jack Eichel has zero career playoff games. And I know that I... F- I do feel like he's the type of player that could jump right into the playoffs and perform. There's still a level of unknown, I feel like, with with Jack Eichel. I think it's definitely like a concern that that is 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 valid, but I, I don't think that it's like that big of a deal for him because he's such a like he's such an elite player. I mm-hmm. in my opinion, I, I find him uh one of the top players in the league. So I, I think once he gets adjusted, there might be a few like first few game nerves, but everybody else there on the Vegas Golden Knights, or at least right now, is is somewhat experienced in the playoffs. You know, you got a cup, you got a two time cup winner in Kessel. You got a, you got other players there, so I think they can pick up the slack if uh, Eichel does fall off a little bit. Yeah, again, you have Petrangelo on defense, won a cup with St. Louis. You Barbish got have the same. You the got whole, Jonathan Quick. A bunch. Yeah, a bunch of players who went to the cup final with Vegas that time. Yeah, I mean you have you have players that that know their role and you have players who've experienced this. So if one player who's a really good player can't get used to it, the rest of the team can pick up the slack. Yeah. I just don't know how they match up with a team like Colorado. Colorado and um if you want to jump into Colorado. Yeah, we could just now, jump into Colorado and then um, do the East. Yeah, I I'm not that high on Colorado. I mean, <laughs> the, the the couple games that I've watched from this season have been, you know, underwhelming. Uh, they just got housed by the Pens a couple games ago, and the Penguins have they're kind of coming back a little bit. They're they're they've been playing better recently, but you know, they barely beat a cute they barely beat the Coyotes a few nights ago in a shootout, and then I just think with that level of uncertainty, and then. Also, not really having the same chemistry as you had last season. It's hard to repeat, and I think it takes a special team to do that, and I don't really think the Avs are the team to do that. Yeah, I mean, when you have McKinnon and McCarr, I I definitely see Colorado winning the first two rounds. I don't really think that's much of a question. I think they can beat Dallas, and I think they can beat Minnesota, which are most likely the two teams they would play. Mm-hmm. Now, getting past a Vegas or possibly an Edmonton again, Edmonton again, I don't know if I see it. I mean, when you have players like Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr, who can definitely lead the team, they're always going to be a team that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. However, I just don't know if they have that depth that they had last year. 
Yeah, like I said, it takes a special team to repeat. And, you know, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of there's been a lot of changes in that organization. And the last team to do it, the Penguins, there was very minimal changes in between uh, the the seasons where they won back to back. So I think it's just I don't think Colorado is is the team that's going to win back to back. I don't really get that, that those kind of vibes from them. Yeah. Um, and then you said Pittsburgh was the last team to do it. Is that a Tampa Cup oh, kind of thing? Tampa, no, it's, it's it's me uh, forgetting about Tampa and not um, not wanting to recognize Tampa. I don't fucking like Tampa, bro. Fuck Tampa. Fuck yeah. Tampa. All right, now we move to the Eastern Conference and we start with the New York Rangers. I I do think they're peaking at the right time. Mm-hmm. It seems like it seems like the Kane and Tarasenko trades, you know, they've all it's starting to marinate. They're starting to they're starting to come to, together. The pieces are starting to, you know, get fall into place. Um I think, you know, the Rangers are stacked. Um they have a potential to look bad at times. They didn't look great against um the Penguins, uh the the games where they lost and then they won the, the next two. So I mean but if they do end up in kind of a metro, like a metro division battle, I just think they have a potential to lose in the first round. Um, and again, it's another team where I'm just like, you're only as good as your goaltender plays. Shesterkin normally plays out of his mind, and if he plays a little less than out of his mind, I don't know how the Rangers fare in the playoffs. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be Rangers Devils in the first round, which will be which one will be a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and two will be a tough series. Even though I know you're not high on New Jersey, mm-hmm. but I mean, Shesterkin's proven he can perform in the playoffs. I don't think there's any doubt about that. It's just mm-hmm. any given series, you can see a drop off from goaltending. Yeah, yeah. I just think like. These metro, like the metro teams, like outside of like the Hurricanes, like they're all evenly matched. So I do, I do agree with, I do agree with your point that New Jersey and New York could be an interesting series, and especially because just like the teams of the metro always play each other close. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, now to the New Jersey Devils, just clenched a playoff spot. They're really a I didn't see them performing this well. I mean, I saw them taking a step forward, maybe getting into a wild card spot, but I definitely did not see them hitting a hundred points in 73 games as they've done. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely like the surprise of the season, especially, you know, early in the season when they wanted to fire rough as, as the head coach. So they've definitely come, they definitely come back around. They know they've been a little bit spotty right now and, the way they've been playing, you don't really like to see that heading into the playoffs. So hopefully they can turn it around with the last couple of games left in the season. But again, I don't see them being cup contenders. The the East is an absolute gauntlet, and I don't think they stand really head and shoulders above the other teams in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, the Mackenzie. I just feel like Mackenzie Blackwood is a top level goaltender in this league. Yeah. Yeah, like I said earlier, I don't I don't trust that goaltending and there's just so many better teams in the East that I'm just like I don't see how they make it out of the East at all. 
unless unless every team magically gets the injury bug and they're playing like Boston with their AHL goaltender. I don't see how they I don't see how they make it out of the East. Yeah. All right, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I really don't know what to expect from this team. Yeah, um, I'm just going to go with history and bias, and that just shows me that Toronto will be a first-round exit again. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They're historic chokers, but they made good deadline moves. Um, they seem to have the right pieces, but how many times have we said that before in the past, where you think the Maple Leafs have the right pieces, and you think it's their time to do it, and then they just find some fucking stupid ass way to lose so i'm not high on toronto and i would not put a future on them to win the cup this season until they prove that they can make it out of the first round here's what i think now and this is going to go a little bit into tampa i saw some people on reddit talking and they were talking about how taylor janot has not been a good fit in tampa and Tampa's been on a slump since he's moved there. And the immediate Toronto fan comment was, okay, so Taylor Janot's going to score the game-winning goal against us in Game 7. I think that sums up the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, like, looking at this roster with the team, with the team they have, they have a ton of top-level scoring talent. They have good defense. The goaltending is... Yeah, I not don't it. <laughs> I don't know. I do not trust the goaltending, especially when you're going into a first round series against Vasilevsky. Yeah, uh, but but you look at this roster and you think that they could have the scoring talent to score their way out of it. Like the, they have everything you want, right? They have depth. They have scoring. You said that, uh, but. Samsonov and Murray is just you like that's just that's yeah. not that's I don't like that at all uh, like I guess like you you better hope that Murray um accidentally or or purposefully you know just keeps hitting the goal he keeps hitting the nets you know <laughs> knock them off their boarings I think he did that a couple uh I saw a video he did it again a couple nights ago where he just knocked it off its boarings I was like dude you gotta start I mean, at some point, you got to start penalizing Murray for it because Murray is a repeat offender. Like, he keeps <laughs> doing that. And I think I think as a Penguins fan, just with my experience with Murray, you just – you can't trust them in the playoffs. Like, like, I'm a Boston fan. I want to see Toronto lose in the first round. Yeah. But, like, it – it it's just for me, if not this season, when are you going to do it? I just, it's just, like, I never, like, you know, if this was any other team, if we took this entire roster and we put it on another team who's been, you know, somewhat decent or just, like, in the playoffs, We'd be like, oh yeah, this team is definitely a cup contender. But Winnipeg Jets, even like, but it's just like it's Toronto, and you could never trust Toronto. So I'm not saying like, I'm not saying oh it's 
it's an impossibility. I'm just saying that it's Toronto and Toronto will be Toronto. So I don't want to be like, oh yeah, you should definitely put your money on Toronto because I don't think you should. Until they make it out, like I said, until they make it out of of the first round, which could be this season, I don't want to really be putting any stock or or be putting really hope into ter- like just Toronto in general. Mm-hmm. All right. The Carolina Hurricanes. Now, this is another team that I'm sort of unsure about. Uh, I really, I really think Carolina can can do something this season. I think it's definitely. I feel like again they have the same they have the same issue with Toronto, but they've had they've had like success in the playoffs. It's just like how. How many times are you going to be really good and you're going to be really well built, but you can't make it to the Stanley Cup final? And I'd say this is definitely a year where they have the potential to make it because they really own everybody in the Met. So I can see them making it out if they play anybody in the Met. But it's it it's going to be hard if you face a Boston or if you're going to face a Tampa in the ECF. Mm-hmm. I mean. They're a rare example where I actually trust their goaltending, even though it's not big names. I do trust Freddie Anderson. Mm-hmm. I do trust if you got into a situation where you had to put Ronta in. And I, I, and their defense is very good as well. I just don't know if you get into a situation against a team where you need a 5-4 win that you – I don't know if I trust this team to win that sort of game. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I can see I can see that point, but it's just like I feel like Carolina is really well, really well built this season. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely see them winning the first two rounds. It's just I I just still have some questions, and I mean, I have questions about all of these teams. When we get to yeah. Boston, I have some questions about us. Yeah. Um, do you want to jump into Boston? Yeah, let's jump into Boston. All right. So if you, I'm not you mistaken, can go first. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, this is the last team that we haven't um, touched on in, right. out of the, the eight favorites. Um, I think right now, anyone with a brain would say the Bruins are the clear favorite out of all the teams in the East and the West to win the Cup. But, you know, they've had, they've had, they've had some hiccups. You know, just games where they look really bad. The that game against the Sens, where you guys lost like seven to whatever, like really early in the season, or just even recently, like you guys had some trouble against the Red Wings. You lost to the Red Wings. Um, I don't know. Uh, I personally think that that you guys are gonna win the Cup this season. Um. So I I still have a few concerns. First of all, the President's Trophy curse is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Second of all, our power play has been a mess. Mm-hmm. It has, I, it has to have been the ten or twelve games since we've gotten a power play goal, and that I really don't think I'm exaggerating with that. Yeah, yeah, it's just like I don't in the East at least. I don't see. 
any team where I'm like, okay, the Boston Bruins definitely couldn't beat this team in a seven-game series. Like, I don't really, like, I feel like any team that plays you guys, if it goes to seven, it's, it's going to go in your favor. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't get them out earlier. Like, I just, I just don't see a scenario where Boston doesn't make it out unless something like completely like drastic happens as far as like injuries go. Yeah. But I mean, we said the same thing about Tampa in 2019. You you Uh, never know until you play the series. Just don't be Tampa, bro. Just don't be Tampa. (laughs) Just, Just don't play Columbus. Just don't play Columbus and you won't have an issue because Columbus isn't in the playoffs. It's just like, just don't, and I don't think you, but like, uh, Tampa Bay definitely went into that series like, oh, this is going to be a first round bye, bro. This is nice. Let's not prepare at all. So just don't go into, don't go in, and I don't think you'll fall into that trap because everybody in the Eastern Conference is really, is really good. And even the Penguins are pretty good. You know, they're getting hot uh, at the right time. Um, but I just. Don't lull yourself into a false sense of security if you get a, if you get a team and you're like, oh well, this shit should be a cakewalk. And I don't think yeah. you're gonna and fall I mean, that. I don't think our locker room is the locker room to do that. No, definitely so, not. I'm not really concerned about that end of it. Yeah, it's just it's just as a fan having I'll making sure I I don't have complacency mostly. Yeah. All right. And this wasn't – so something else we had. This isn't directly an on-ice thing, but some more teams did some stupid bullshit on Pride Night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So – And I'm not exactly happy about it. No. Um, it's not It's not good at, at all. Um, again, like, if you guys want to go back – I forget what episode it is. But if you want to go back to, like, a more in-depth argument – on it, um, we definitely touched on Ivan Provorov when he sat out. I forget that was definitely one of our earlier episodes. But um, episode nine, episode nine, like. episode recorded nine. February the first, so it was probably posted the second. Okay, yeah. Um, if you guys want to get a more in depth um, about my feelings on the LGBTQ community and how I feel about people sitting out, because I just. I'm tired of getting really, really upset over this bullshit because it just happens so often, and I, I don't want to get heated right now. Um, so I just think it's crazy that you know players will use a book that was made a thousand plus years ago to pick and choose what rules to follow in their religion to justify their homophobic their homophobic beliefs. I think Burke. Um, the GM, one of the GMs for the Penguins said it best when he said that he was raised Catholic, but his faith teaches him to love everyone. And he thinks that people shouldn't like discriminate. Well, this is just a dumbed down version of what he said, but he thinks that people shouldn't be discriminated against. And um, I just think like Reimer sitting out because of religious beliefs, like, dude, okay, bro. Um, I don't want to see you playing on Sunday anymore then. Like, it's just like, if you're going to pick and choose what to believe, bro, like, you, you just pick and choose what rules you want to follow and what rules you don't want to follow. And then the stalls, I don't even want to fucking touch on the stall. The stall sitting out is ridiculous, okay? 
your religion, I bet, doesn't want you two to have misdemeanors, but you have two misdemeanor charges against you. I don't want to hear people with, I don't want to hear with what people with mugshots. I don't want to hear their opinion on, on the LGBT. And it's just like, I forget who it was. Was it Eric or Mark? Eric was like, I think it was Eric. Eric was like, like one of the reporters went up to him and they were like, you know, there's video proof of you wearing a pride night Jersey in Montreal. And he's like, no, I've never worn that shit before. I was like, how can you fucking say, no, you've never worn a pride night Jersey when there's videos of you wearing it. That's crazy. That's insane. And as, as far as like Chicago, not doing it or New York, not doing it. It's just like, uh, it's Batman's fault. I mean, Batman has literally made it so that, uh, he doesn't give a fuck, and, and it's just like, it's just like, how can you say that hockey is for everybody? We want to everyone to feel included, while at the same time letting teams not participate in LGBT LGBT Pride Night, and it just makes it. And I, I mean, I knew, I knew that the NHL could give a fuck about Pride because it's all, it's all a money grab. But it's just. You not enforcing teams to do it makes it feel even more of a money grab, and it makes it feel like you don't give a shit about the 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 initiatives that that you champion and the beliefs that you champion. Um. So you basically said everything about the actual thing. I'm going to talk about it more from a standpoint of. The fact that nobody cracked down on Provorov not doing it basically opened this Pandora's box. Mm-hmm. Once Provorov sat out and mm-hmm. the PA basically told the league, you better not fucking do anything. Now anybody can do it. Now it's widespread. Mm-hmm. And like it's just okay, what Eric Stahl, what changed between when you wore a fried jersey in Montreal and now? Like, oh, no, no, here's the other, th- here's the other bullshit. The, the Stahl brothers in their statement said, uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Said something about how people choose yeah, to live yeah, their lives. Yeah, they said, they said we have no problem with how people choose to live their lives. I was like, I was like, oh, my. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, because I'm, I'm, I'm sure you chose to be straight. Yeah, yeah. Aren't you so glad you chose to be straight? What when when you wore a pride jersey in Montreal, did you choose to be gay for it? Like, I, it's just, I, I, it makes no sense. Like the statements are like, oh, we believe in inclusivity. We believe everyone should be involved. I'm like, and you're directly not. Fucking showing your belief by not putting on a pride jersey for thirty minutes. That you put on the pride jersey and you wear it in warm ups, and that is that is you saying you're welcome here, you're included. You can't have it both ways. You can't say yes, we feel everyone should be included, while not participating in the event that makes people feel included. If you if that makes any sense at all, it's just no. That makes sense. It's just, it's just like you're being a. If if you had no issues with it, if you think that everyone should be included, wear the rainbow jersey for thirty minutes. And guess what? 
Guess what? No one even watches warm-ups. No one watches warm-ups. You're going to see... You know who, you know who especially gonna... doesn't watch warm-ups? The Kremlin. Yeah. Does not he... watch warm-ups. Yeah, nobody watches warm-ups. They're like... The Russian Russian players, uh, I I kind of get it, okay. I kind of get it, considering how fucking goofy, you know, Russia is. I, I get the, I get that you might be nervous to wear. Like if I was, if I was like some fourth line, who cares, Russian like grinder that no one's ever heard of, like. I might be wary to put on an LGBT an LGBT Pride Night jersey, um, just because I don't really have that name recognition. But and this is just a hypothetical; it's not anybody has done this before. But if I'm Malkin or if I'm Ovechkin, if I'm somebody with any sort of name recognition, I, I'm putting it on because the the Kremlin isn't going to do anything to Ovechkin and, and Malkin because Ovechkin. And Putin, they're homies. And Malkin and Putin are also, you know, kinda kinda tight. Not as tight as not as tight as Ovechkin and um not as tight as Ovechkin and Putin, you know. Ovechkin still has I think his profile picture with like him like handshaking Putin or like dapping each other. I don't know what the fuck. But like I kinda I kinda get it from that perspective as if you were some little known Russian player as to, as to not wear it. But I think it's just like if I see a Russian player with any sort of like big name recognition like big name recognition like recognition or big name like like I recognize you and and you say, Oh, I'm scared of getting arrested. I'm scared of family retirement. Like bullshit, bro. Like like no you're not. You just don't want to wear a pride jersey. It's just it's stupid. Like Gabrikov. Wore it in Columbus and then wore it again in LA. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. And then, and like everyone on the internet is just like all up at like everyone's supporting them. All the people on the on the right are like, oh woke woke shit. I'm like, dude. And they're all like, Ugh. it's just so dumb, bro. They're like, they're, they're it's like you're 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 pandering. I was like, yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it's pandering to make a marginalized community has been historically marginalized feel like they're included but okay um now and, and I, what, yeah sorry you can go now let's see what happens if someone decides they don't want to participate in military appreciation night yeah that's what i was going to say and it's a, and then that's another thing that's another thing it, i would be more scared as a russian to put on a, a military a military like an american military military appreciation night Jersey than I would be to wear put on a pride jersey. I think it's in the CBA that they have to, but not yeah. for Pride Night. Yeah, but I, I think I think if I was a Russian, if I was Russian, I'd be more scared to put on a United States military appreciation jersey, especially right now with the war in Ukraine. I would be more worried to put on that than a pride jersey for thirty minutes. Yeah, uh, that's that's all I have. Yeah, that's again, it's fucking bullshit. Um, Gary Bettman's not going to do anything, and 
uh, I would say it's because he's a bad commissioner, but he's it's it's because he's a bad commissioner and his hands are also tied because you're kind of not allowed to fire people for religious beliefs or find people for religious beliefs or suspend people for religion, religious beliefs. And I think he's also in a bind because 80% or 80% of the people who watch hockey believe that players who sit out of LGBT pride net are good dudes, you know, considering <laughs> that, considering that, um, Shit, considering that all their jerseys sell out, like, the night after they sit out, like, Provorov's jersey sold out, like, a couple nights after he sat out. So it's just, it's just all a shit show. Yeah. All right. On much more of a lighthearted note, fans of the Philadelphia Flyers were sending letters to John Tortorella, telling him to please keep losing some more. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for Philly fans, you know, uh, more managerial and head coaching incompetence is probably going to cost them uh, more years as far as uh, rebuilding goes. But, I mean, I don't know what the fuck Flyers fans were expecting. You literally hired Tortorella. You don't, you don't think Tortorella is going to fucking tank, bro. Tortorella's too proud to tank. He's not going to tank. So, you know, they hired stubborn Mr. Magoo, so you kind of – you kind of knew that shit was going to happen. They hired they hired the good old boys club fucking Don Tortorella. So, you, I mean, uh, I hate Tortorella. Oh, I couldn't tell. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel bad for Flyers fans, but, you know, I, I'm perfectly I'm perfectly happy with Tortorella's direction of the Flyers if it's just going to be them being fucking – mediocre mediocre for however much longer because they're in the met and i can't stand the flyers so it it doesn't matter to me all right then shall we get on to the picks you're not gonna say anything you don't want to say anything about it i i think you covered it all (laughs) all right all right yeah we can get a game picks then all right so we're gonna start with what looks like it's going to be a second round series, the Edmonton Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights Tuesday night. Oh yeah. Um, I put two more points on my lead. I'm now 10 points up. It's because I thought the Penguins were going to beat the Rangers twice. Fuck. My hubris. Edmonton and Vegas. Edmonton and Vegas. Um, yeah, give me Vegas. Give me Vegas. But, guys, easy free money, all right? Free money. McDavid anytime goal or Dreisaitl anytime goal. That's literally free money, bro. Free money. How about McDavid anytime point? <laughs> no, you can't bet on McDavid anytime point. You can only bet on goals. Oh, that would just be the easiest bet that ever existed, wouldn't it? Well, most like most anytime goals are like plus bets, right? Mm-hmm. But there's like some players who score so often where they're actually like favored to score. Like I think McDavid is like minus like one sixteen, one fifteen, one oh five to score every night, and Drysaddle is like minus like one twenty nine. So the odds are normally pretty good. I think another player who's always like minus odds is David Pasternak. He's always minus odds to score. Mm-hmm. But McDavid, yeah, you know, he always scores. 
I'm going to take Edmonton here. I feel oh. like... <laughs> I, f- I just feel like Edmonton needs the momentum more than Vegas. And I feel like they're going to give more of a shit. It's mm. a nice... It's a nice little uh, uh, lead. Lead. I'm gonna chip into once you get that. Once you get that uh, game wrong. Oh, I should. I should have put an Anaheim Ducks game on here. Then I'd be guaranteed to go more into the lead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota, Colorado, Wednesday night. Um, Colorado can still. Colorado's one point back of Minnesota with a game in hand for first place in the Central, as if that matters. Yeah, I I know that I was like shitting on Colorado a lot, but you know, give me Colorado. Yeah, um, I think Minnesota. I think Minnesota, no matter who they play, is a guaranteed first round exit. It's <laughs> <laughs> out of pocket. I mean, right right now they're supposed to play Seattle. I think Seattle is Minnesota. I don't trust Minnesota at all. I'm taking Colorado in this game. Um, and I think Minnesota is a guarantee. Yeah. That's that's first place in the Central Division, Minnesota Wild, that you're shitting on. Uh, one second. Colorado is going to beat Anaheim. Minnesota is going to lose to Seattle tonight. And then by the time that game plays, Colorado is going to be leading. Thursday night, the Carolina Hurricanes head to Detroit. Yeah, I mean, Detroit fucking sucks. So, you know, give me Carolina. That shit's easy. That shit's too easy. Um, I mean, Detroit is a... No, I'm taking Carolina. <laughs> All right. Um, Saturday afternoon. I, I fucking hate afternoon games. I don't know why. Yeah, it's a fucking like 3 p.m. That's a shitty, that's a shitty time too. Yeah. Boston and Pittsburgh, Saturday at 3 p.m. Yeah, it's out of the way of WrestleMania. It's out of the way of the Final Four. I don't freaking watch WrestleMania, bro. <laughs> God damn, bro. Um, yeah, so without any sort of bias at all or like any fan influence at all, um, give me Pittsburgh. <laughs> Because, I don't know, uh, we've played you close this season. And I remember the last couple of times we, we should have won. So, you know, give me Pittsburgh in this one. I think we're getting – at least we're playing better hockey right now. And we're getting to that point in the, in the season where we, you need a statement win. And I think Pittsburgh needs a statement win against Boston on Saturday. Here's what I think. I think Pittsburgh's going to have a lead in this game. Yeah, Probably. And Boston's gonna win. Uh, so I'm, I'm gonna take Boston. Yeah, I mean, the, the Penguins, bro, they've been pissing me off, bro. I mean, we beat the Capitals, but we were up like three nothing, bro. And DeSmith was playing like Patrick Waugh himself, bro. And then, and then he gives up like one of the worst goals I've ever seen. I was like, oh, I mean, that's the DeSmith I know. But you know, we're still good. And he gives up a second goal, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's that looks like DeSmith. And then he gives up the third. I was like, oh, my fucking God. That reminds me of the Penguins that I know. Not this Penguins team that I've been seeing. And then Malkin strips the puck from Mantha. Probably, like, one of the worst, like, offensive plays I've ever seen from a hockey player of all time. Malkin just strips it of the puck at center ice. I was like, oh, well, game over, bro. Malkin's calling game, so. Yeah. Uh, we really do need a statement win, though. We really do. Yeah. 
right. Sunday, one o'clock. The the best, even better than the Saturday, three p.m. start time. The Rangers and the Rangers and the Capitals. At least this one's on TNT, so you don't have to deal with fucking Mark Messier. Uh, yeah, I would say give me New York. Like, I'm not even gonna put that much thought into it. I don't. The Capitals are done. The Capitals needed the, the capital. The Capitals needed to beat us. Um, shit. When was that game? A couple nights ago, Saturday night. I think it was Saturday. The Caps needed to. Be, the Caps needed to beat us that game to even have a chance of making the playoffs. And I just think that shit's out the window right now. So, yeah. give me New York. The only reason for the existence of the Washington Capitals at that point is to get Ovechkin the goal record, and there's no other purpose. They don't care about winning hockey games at this yeah. point. Yeah. I'm oh. taking the Rangers as well. Uh-huh. Well, guys, um, before we conclude the episode, um, I just want to mention something that Jack didn't mention in this week's outline, which I thought was kind of weird. Um, he did not mention that the NHL and Fanatics have... Sp- have oh, no! Oh, <laughs> no! I've teamed up for Jersey sponsor for the next ten fucking years. Oh, I still haven't watched. I I need to watch the hockey guys video on that. I still haven't yet. Uh, he's right. He's gonna be pissed, bro. But oh, he. Uh, does. I, I don't know, dude. Like, I think he was talking a lot about like jersey quality, and I mean, you can see the jerseys up on my wall. Um, you can, the listener can't. But you know, it's it's mostly CCM and and Reebok. I have one Adidas jersey. Oh, two Adidas jerseys up there. My bad, but um, I like Adidas quality jerseys. They're not. They're not like. They're not my favorite. I like CCM a lot better. I like Reebok a lot better. Um, I just think like fanatics, bro. Like ah, the fuck are we doing? Like the writing was on the wall. I guess. I mean, they've had a partnership with fanatics since two thousand five. I think it is. So, it, so it makes sense, but like. Uh, it only makes yeah. sense if like Nike or like if any other like big name was like we're not shelling out this much money to do that. But oh my god, I really hope Vanessa doesn't fucking screw the pooch with this shit, bro. And I I think they will, but I I, I don't know. Like what even like has like Fanatics doesn't even like Fanatics is not even like a jersey manufacturer. Like they just they make like. They just make like the cheaper versions of the real shit. Like, so I I I I, I don't even know what to expect. I think it's gonna be bad. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely gonna be bad. Um. So things that are definitely gonna happen. One within the next year and change, I'm gonna buy at least one more jersey. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'd buy another Adidas jersey if the Penguins make a really good um. A third jersey, which I don't think, I don't think Adidas is going to put in any new jerseys into circulation next year, um, because yeah. that's that's when their contract is up. But you know, I'd snag Adidas jerseys before they start, you know, getting real expensive. Because once FedEx takes over, I I can imagine people are going to be yearning for the days of Adidas. Um, I think it also sucks that we won't get a uh, third iteration of um, reverse retros because I thought reverse retros was a really nice concept 
And I really don't see what Fnatic brings to the table. Yeah, neither do I. Yeah. So, well, with that kind of semi-depressing note, we'll end the uh, we'll end the thirteenth episode of the Stick and Buck podcast. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys. Uh, Jesus Christ, we really need to like create like a like a new like a sort of like consistent schedule, but it's it's kind of hard with both of our schedules, you know, school and everything. But we'll see you guys when we see you guys. Thank you.